Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast and this is episode 57 and today we'll be doing something a bit different so unfortunately i didn't have anyone else on the schedule for interview with a cast member and i am looking for more people to be on the show so you'll hopefully you'll get some more cast member interviews soon i'm just gonna have to go on the lookout for some but if Maybe you know someone who would work for Disney and might be interested in being on the show. If they are, hey, have them reach out to me. I'd love to get in contact with them and put them on the show. So instead instead of doing an interview today, I am joined by my co-host Katie to do something a little bit uh, a little bit different, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So Katie, how's it going? Hey, doing great. How are you? Can't complain. You know, I'm a little bummed out. I didn't have another cast member interview, I but know. Uh, yeah, but it's you know I. For being a pretty new podcast and having that amount of that many amount of interviews uh, on my schedule and finally running out, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of impressed. But I, yeah, I just have to go on a, a new search and uh, get some more on here. But yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out. Yeah, definitely. But um, so I still wanted to give you guys a Wednesday show. So Katie and I were trying to come up with ideas like, okay, what could we do? So. Was was it me? I don't remember now anymore who proposed this question. Was it you or me? I think you, you you initially came up with it, and we it kind of snowballed into what it became. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. Um, so so Katie and I have a topic today, and we kind of reached out even to the our Instagram followers and li- other listeners to see what they what what they would answer for this question. So I po- we posed the question: If you could spend the night in one of the World Showcase pavilions in Epcot. Which one would you choose? So I'm curious, Katie, how how did you interpret this question? Because I kind of have a feeling that the way I did it was different from yours. But I mean, I could be wrong and we could have thought the same way. But uh, how, did, how did you interpret the question? So I pretty much assumed spending the entire night there. So maybe starting in the evening, if you get to the park, um, and go to your pavilion around dinner time. I started pretty much at dinner, my dinner plans. Um, and then what I would do through the night, where I would sleep, and even what I would do um, for breakfast in, in the morning time when crowds haven't really shown up yet. Okay, so we thought the exact same way. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did is like how I would kind of spend the evening where I would sleep and then yeah what I what I did in the morning so but so I'm curious to see what your answer was so if you don't mind I'd like to hear where you decided to spend but oh yeah to, to preface is Katie and I we we know we, we know what um 
uh, what pavilion we had chose. She was going back between one or two, and I didn't know which exact one she was going to pick. So it's a little bit of a surprise, but I don't know. I don't know any of her details. I don't know anything about it, so it's all new to me. And then same with her. She knows where I want to go, but she doesn't know any details at all. So, yes. but it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Katie, what did you end up choosing? All right. So I was back and forth pretty much since we we came up with this question. I knew which two I would have in mind, um, and it was always going to be between Japan or France. Um, and I even kind of thought the entire scenario out for both. And to be completely honest, I I, I just made up my mind which one it's going to be. <laughs> they were so close. It was both, maybe if I could do two nights, I'll say it that way. But um, the winner of the two and it was so close um i would choose to spend my time in france uh, um, i had a feeling i had a feeling <laughs> yes i love i love the france pavilion it's so beautiful um and i just i feel really almost connected to the french culture i actually studied french for five years when i was in school um i remember some of it but i mostly just remember how much i love it uh-huh. um and how much I, I really enjoyed the history and the culture. Um, you know, the language is just beautiful. Um, so I think it boils down to, you know, I can't go to France on a whim right now. <laughs> it's just a little easier to go to France and Epcot. So that'll do for now until I can actually make my way over to Europe um, and actually explore all of France in real life. Um, and plus, Another fact, huge factor, uh, Belle is my favorite princess, bar none. Um, so I, I guess that kind of, ha- it was always in the back of my mind too. I mean, if I got to hang out in France the whole time, I would just hang out with Belle the whole time. So, I mean, win-win. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty Can't much argue what, there. Yeah, that's pretty much what came to the final decision. Um, and I mean, it's just really beautiful. You have some really great views, um, kind of where that bridge is. And I guess it's kind of international gateway, but or, um, the connection between, you know, the resorts and whatnot. But I'm still, still call that little bridge area, France, close enough. Yeah. Um, and they have those little pathways kind of down towards closer to the water. It's just such a beautiful view of the lagoon and of all of the other pavilions um, of Spaceship Earth. It's just gorgeous. Um, the theming, I think, is really well done. I mean, to have the Eiffel Tower, of course. Um, all of the costumes, I think, are gorgeous. Um, the music playing, it just, I feel like it's extremely real and true, um, for as much as I know of it, at least. Um, and I also, I do love interacting with the cast members and even almost not eavesdropping because I don't really know what they're saying, but I love listening to them speak to each other in French and trying to pick out the words that I recognize from studying French in school. Um, so that's always fun. And when I was, when I went there, when I was in high school and actually studying French, I would even have very small first grade level (laughs) conversations with the cast members in French. So it was always kind of fun for me, um, to brush up on what I knew and what I was learning. Um, even to this day, I keep telling myself I need to go back and study French again, but we'll see <laughs> one day. <laughs> so that is kind of what go- went into my decision-making process. Wow, as far as, Well, yeah. first I want to say that's really impressive because <laughs> you put a lot more thought into why you chose a pavilion <laughs> than me. 
Uh, I'll, and I'll explain why I chose my pavilion when it's my turn, but <laughs> I'm just sitting here and listening like, wow, she has a true love for France, and now I completely understand no, why no, no, no. you chose it. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, let me tell you, it was a tricky day of battling a very, very important question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Japan, um, I mean, yeah, shout out to Japan, though. It is it is a yeah. great country. I think it has one of the best stores. I, oh, yeah. Of course, I can never remember the name of it, uh, but it's that yeah. huge store, and yeah, Mitsu Japan is Koshi? or something like that I, you know you could say it and I would believe you <laughs> yeah I just think it's it's a really phenomenal store that's all I know yeah it's really cool Japan was pretty cool and I love sushi and the hibachi grill there Tepanito oh my gosh yeah, there's it, a new restaurant was, coming there too if you did. yeah super excited so but I ended up going with France um, and so I would pretty much start my evening um, meeting Belle, of course, and probably meeting Aurora as well. She meets in the cute little gazebo back there. Um, I love meeting characters. They're, it's so much fun to me. I love how they just are just, it's, you just, they just bring you into their story. It's so wonderful. Yeah, I remember I, we, I, on one of our trips in 2013, we met Belle and Aurora, and I remember having a really great experience with Aurora, because I remember looking up questions to ask, like, different characters, and I remember asking Aurora, um, I can't even remember now, but I remember asking her all these, like, silly questions, and she had really funny answers to it. I just oh. remember it being a really good character interaction. Yeah, I love to ask the characters, like, Oh, how's you know if I'm if I'm meeting Belle? Oh, how's Chip doing? Or how's Lumiere? Um, you know, has the Beast behaved and kept his temper lately? You know, fun questions like that. Yeah. And then they'll kind of then they usually go into a story about oh well the Beast did this and that and I, I don't know it's just it's so it's just all part of the storytelling aspect of Disney that I just love so so much. No, definitely. So, I remember asking Belle it. like what her favorite book was. I remember Ooh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I forget her answer, but I remember asking that. <laughs> I'm sure it probably changes every day, too. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, so that I would definitely start off meeting some of the characters. Um, and I would eat dinner at Monsieur Paul. So I've actually never eaten there, but my parents just did a one of their couple previous trips ago, and my mom was just floored. And that's the only – I've only heard amazing things about it, too. So – I definitely would want to eat at Monsieur Paul just to have that fine dining experience. I'm not one to go out to fancy, fancy, fancy dining restaurants at all, ever. So this would definitely be a very rare experience for me. Um, so that would be really fun. Um, and of course, I would have to have some wine because France knows all things wine. Um, and actually, my favorite drink in all of the pavilion in all of the world showcase excuse me um is actually in france too um outside at the little kiosk levin's the front the chef de france um it's just one little drink kiosk out there but they have the orange slush um which is the grand menier rum and gray goose orange um orange juice and it is so good it tastes like a creamsicle and it comes in this cute little plastic martini glass and whatever reason i just it it's so cute and I love it. It's not even part of any of the festivals. It's just always there. Um, I think there's a lemon one, lemon lime one too, maybe. Um, but I would always have. I would definitely have to get one of the orange slushies. I'll definitely um, have to try that because I love like orange creamsicle so much, yeah. like that flavor. So, and it's I didn't. So I have, I never knew about that, so I have to try. Yeah, it it's just this little kiosk. I mean, I feel like most people probably walk right past it. It doesn't usually have too long of a line. Um, I guess just depending on when you go. But I've never really. I've never passed it up because the line is too long, but that also might be me. I have 
a pretty high tolerance for waiting in line for that drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's really good. Um, and then they have the ice cream parlor in the back there, um, kind of tucked away behind the restaurants, the ice cream parlor there. I've never had ice cream there. And I don't, I was trying to think of why, but I, I think I just, it's, Ne- I just never am wanting to snack from there or I'm there for a festival and I want to do other things. So I would definitely have to get a very, very big ice cream cone from the ice cream parlor um, and then eat it while I watch Illuminations and take all of my photos. Um, the fountain area, excuse me, the fountain area with the Eiffel Tower is beautiful for photo taking as well. But there's always so many people there. Um, so I'd probably skip those photos till the morning, but we'll come back to that. Um, and then, yeah, otherwise, other than that, just throughout the evening, I would probably want to watch Impressions de France a million times. Um, I just... still have not seen that show. I love the music so much. I listen to it yeah. all the time, but I've never seen the show. Well, and this might be a little mean then, but um, I would watch it just to see how many dated references I could find. The movie is super 90s, like crazy, crazy old dated, which is probably why they're redoing it or including a Beauty and the Beast sing-along as well. Well, Um, I think it's also a fun fact. I think it's also the longest running show that screens every single day, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just read it the other day because Disney had put it in one of their blog articles. (laughs) That's yeah. awesome. It's, I mean, it's a great one. I've definitely taken my fair share of naps in there because, uh, you know, air conditioning and the beautiful music and scenery and you just fall asleep really easily. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would probably watch that a bunch um, just just for fun, you know, pointing out all the fun uh, fashion that used to be cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, then I would for sleep. I couldn't figure out where I'd want to sleep. I kind of thought about sleeping out by the fountain because I feel like that would just be really pretty with the lights and the water. Um, but I think that might get too distracting for me. So I would probably <laughs> end up deciding I was going to sleep under the gazebo, which is kind of off to the side more and a little bit more tucked away. Um, so I think that's probably where I would sleep. Man, um, you really just, don't care. You just you just sleeping anywhere. Hey, <laughs> I don't care anywhere. I mean, I'm already going to get lots of naps in during impressions of France, yeah. so I'm not going to be that tired. <laughs> um, but yeah, anywhere outside, watch, looking at the stars, I think would be really fun. And I guess I really didn't put in. I don't really know too much about sleep because I don't really, I guess, plan on sleeping too much because in the morning I would want to wake up really early, which is not a normal thing for me unless I'm at Disney. Um, But I would want to wake up early and take tons and tons of photos before anyone gets there when like when the sun's just coming up and the lighting is beautiful um i would take tons of pictures of the gardens of the fountain of the just the scenery the views everything um i think that would be so much fun to just have that moment of almost complete emptiness when you know epcot isn't even open or at least the pavilions aren't open yet because the pavilions the showcase doesn't open until 11 um which is where I came into my issue with breakfast because no, nowhere in France sells breakfast. So that might be a problem because I don't think the... Not um, even the... I was looking actually because I assumed I would have to get breakfast there, but I was looking at the hours where, What of, is it called? The... It's called Les, uh, La Halle de Boulangerie Patisserie. Obviously, my French accent is great. Um <laughs> But it's that's why I made you say it and not me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I see what you did there. Um, but it's just tucked away back in uh, where the gift shop is, too, or not gift shop, but the 
in a gift shop. Um, <laughs> the little shopping area is back there, just kind of tucked away behind everything. Um, and it said it didn't open till 11 on my Disney experience. So I could be wrong, but that's what I, I think I just saw. So I'm going to just say this either way, what I would get for lunch or breakfast would be the same because they have this ham and cheese croissant sandwich. It is. It sounds like the most basic thing, and it really is. It's oh, very this is simple. What you were talking about last week, right? Yeah, but it is seriously hands down the best ham and cheese, like melted cheese on the croissant. Oh, it is so so good. Uh, I could eat so many of them, but that's so that's what I would have for breakfast slash early lunch, whatever you decide. But uh, yeah, so the croissant jambon fromage is what it's called, which is I'll add it to my list of ham and cheese croissant. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that will be my day at France or my evening slash morning at France. Um, would definitely take in take advantage of the minimal people there to get some really good photos in the morning because that's not an opportunity that just anyone can get. So, but yeah, that was pretty much all I kind of came up with for France. Sweet. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I want to have to. I've, I've only ever eaten in Chefs de France, which is mm -hmm. another restaurant they have there. I've never really, I don't think I've eaten anywhere else in France or like gotten like a snack. Uh, it's just, I remember having a really great meal at Chefs de France. Mm -hmm. I remember having a great conversation with uh, the waitress that was there because they, they're all from France. I just, I remember the bread being fantastic. Cause I, I <laughs> we'll think, go figure, France. Yeah. So, because <laughs> I believe that it came with the meal. I, I can't remember exactly. I just remember it being really good. But yeah, chefs. Have you eaten at Chefs de France? Because I'm I, sure if you mentioned that. No, I haven't eaten in any of the actual restaurant restaurants. I only ever go to the little bakery quick service in the back. Oh, okay. So either one, Chefs de France or Monsieur Paul, yeah. I would be fine with. I mean, I might even do both and just, <laughs> you know, deal with being full. <laughs> yeah, I haven't looked too much into Monsieur Paul and like what's the, the big differences between them. I know it's a little more upscale but uh, yeah. i mean chefs de france feels pretty upscale so i don't know how much fancier um monsieur so, paul can be do you know the differences i i don't know specifically i do know when i looked it up on my disney experience chefs de france had two dollar signs and monsieur paul had three okay so price is gonna be a big thing i think monsieur paul is just more of that total and complete fine dining like prefix meal i could absolutely be wrong i did not look at the menu um but more of a i don't know just more upscale i, I i'm not sure that's why I'm, I'm gonna have to just go there and eat at both and compare i mean it's research right I yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i also assume monster paul is like a two credit on a dining plan oh and yeah chefs de france is one. Oh, absolutely so yeah, cool. For well, sure. Yeah, nice. Well, that that was. I mean, I love the answer. It was great. Mine. So I, I had very similar thinking to you. Okay. So, but um, but yeah. Any any final thoughts on on France? <sighs> no final thoughts. I will just tell one funny story. All throughout when I was you know in school and high school and college, my parents would go um, to Disney without me, and I'm still mad about them for this. They would go all the time, and I'm like mom dad take your child but it's fine it's fine i'm still better it's fine um but every time um my parents would go to epcot they would go to france i would get these text messages from my mom saying oh katie we found you a cute little french boy you should come down here and live down here and be with this cute little french boy 
I'm like, Mom, stop trying to set me up with <laughs> international <laughs> CPs because they're all college kids. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, college, yeah. International, the um, Disney program. So, yeah. but I just think that's always funny. She's always, she was always trying to find me a cute little French man to whisk me away to magical fairyland, apparently. But <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just my final France little fun nice. story. I guess fond memory. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, we will we will now move on to my choice. Yes. So, so probably most people wouldn't have selected this choice. And according to our poll, I don't think it was that popular. We'll have to find out a bit later when we see uh, what the listeners have to say. But I actually chose Mexico. Now, I'm much different than you. I I may I mostly chose Mexico because of the food and drinks, um, mm-hmm. and you'll see exactly why. Because I I think I stopped at every place that you could to get a food and drink, and I kind of went in like a weird or not a weird order, but a very specific order. Um, but again, I kind of had the the same thinking as you, where okay, I want to get there around like five o'clock, like sometime before dinner, spend the evening there, and then I'll find a place to sleep, and then I'm going to wake up uh, and kind of do a little something in the morning. So how I chose to go about this was my first stop would be uh, I'm going to butcher these names, but it's going to be Choza de Margarita, which is the margarita stand. That's uh, I think it's one of the first stands you see on your left hand side as you're walking into Mexico. Now, I'll, I'll pretend this entire time that I am with my wife. So we'll be ordering two drinks and uh, the two drinks we are ordering is the classic lime and the Mayan mule. And inside the classic lime is tequila, lime sweet and sour, orange liqueur, and it's served with salt on the rim. And the Mayan mule, which is for me, I'm a big fan of ginger beer and Moscow mules, any kind of mule. If I see a specialty on the menu, I just have to get it. So when I saw that this was on the menu, I know that next time I go, I'm going to have to get it. But So it's the Mayan mule, and that is with tequila, grapefruit liqueur, elderflower, fresh lemon juice, cardamom bitters, and ginger beer. So yeah, our first stop is going to be there. So we'll have a drink in hand. So after we have a drink in hand, we're actually going to go and watch Mariachi Cobra, uh, Cobra, I think it's Cobra, Mariachi Cobra perform. And if I'm lucky, I'll be able to see Miguel from Coco make an appearance. So hopefully the next time I go, the, 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 they're still having the Coco show where it's they tell about the story. It's the entire story of Coco. And then at the very end, someone has the puppet of, Co- uh, not Coco, of Miguel attached to them. And they're doing like a little song and dance with the guitar. It's fantastic. Have you have you seen any photos or videos of that? Yeah, I've seen some videos and photos. I think that I think that is so cute. I knew they were doing it in in Disneyland for a while now. Um, but I think I finally started seeing photos from Disney World down Florida as well. So I think it's super cute. I would love to meet Miguel. Yeah, it's it started at the Flower and Garden Festival this past okay. year, the very first day. So I'm really hoping that it continues. So I'm not sure if it's just special to Flower and Garden. So now, Yeah, and I did hear that Miguel doesn't exactly meet and doesn't no, really no, he take doesn't. photos with you. Um, no, it's, he doesn't. A couple yeah. people seem to have snagged photos. So maybe if you grab them real quick and just be prepared you can get a photo but yeah doesn't sound like he uh, meets or anything no he uh, he doesn't it's he um he just kind of plays his guitar and and skedaddles so yeah so yeah we'll be watching the them perform with a drink in our hand so 
Of course, after that, we're going to be a little bit hungry. So we're going to go to the quick service stop, the La Cantina, which is outside. And so we'll be grabbing the nachos. We'll have the tortilla chips that are topped with ground beef, nacho cheese, tomatoes, jalapenos, beans, and sour cream. So we will get a nice little snack at our belly as we finish up our, our drinks that we got previously. And then after that, we're actually going to go and meet Donald Duck because he is dressed up in his cute little poncho and sombrero. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, Donald Duck is one of the three caballeros along with Jose and Panchito. Uh, I really wish you could meet all three of them you can. in Epcot. I know you can in uh, Animal Kingdom, right? Or you could? No. So, sorry, little quick tiny story. Go for it. So when I was there in um, gosh, uh, September... Um, last September I was there, October or something like that. Um, we were staying at, where were we staying? All-Star Music would make no sense. Yeah, we were staying at All-Star Music. Um, and we were just coming back to the resort after being at the parks in the morning. We needed to like refresh, detox for a moment. Um, and then we're going to head back out in the evening. And as we were walking through the pool, the three caballeros were there just hanging out with children's activities in the all-star music resort yes now don't i'm probably good thing i'm not a cast member anymore because i would get fired apparently for saying this because i was talking to the um to the character attendant I'm like oh my gosh this is so cool i'm so i'm so shocked no one else is here these would be such fun characters for everyone to meet but it's not published anywhere no one knows about it it's all just kind of word of mouth i don't know if they're there every day it sounded like it was a pretty routine thing um but yeah they meet during the day at uh they were at all-star music i mean it was probably in the middle of the afternoon sometime and they were just hanging out at the pool with all the kids dancing playing with them um and they would definitely stop wow. and take pictures sign autographs it was such a cool thing wow that's uh, that's really neat i wonder if that still goes on or not i don't know I, I i feel very lucky that we just happened upon it um maybe they're just doing extra magic for you know busy time at the park something like that it was a really really hot day so maybe i don't i don't know but yeah. So that's one way to meet them, potentially. But okay. in the parks, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, I'll have to do a little bit more research and uh, see what we can find. Uh, cool. I like that. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully one day we can meet them in Epcot. If yeah. If not, we're going to have to go to All-Star Music. So, Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so after after we meet Donald Duck, we're actually going to go and head inside of the period, uh, pyramid, which is a Mesoamerican pyramid, and that is built by many of the Mexican cultures, but most famously by the Aztecs and the, and the Mayans. So that's, uh, that's kind of what the pyramid is modeled after. So as soon as you walk into the pyramid, you're going to be hit with an exhibit, which is the Remember Me exhibit, which is a celebration of Dia de los Muertos, and that captures the beauty and spirit of the Day of the Dead holiday. So there's different artifacts that are based on the holiday, and if you're a fan of Coco, they have a bunch of things set up in there for you to see for that. And then after visiting the exhibit, I'm actually going to head into the Plaza de los Amigos, which resembles a, just a gorgeous like outdoor Mexican market. I mean, to me, another reason I had chose Mexico is because I absolutely just love that market. Um, as I was kind of saying on the last episode is I love being immersed by everything in the parks. Like I was saying, Animal Kingdom, I'm always immersed. But like, I feel like when I'm in the, the plaza there, I am just super immersed into the culture because there's there's so many sh shopping stands there you could buy ponchos sombreros there's an amazing sugar skull stand 
there's people that are doing authentic uh, wood carvings and then someone painting them. There's just all these really cool shops, the jewelry, there's there's everything there that you, you can need. Um, so pretty much after walking around and maybe buying a few items, uh, it's it's I kind of walk uh, I walk back outside of Plaza de los Amigos and I check in to my reservation over at La Hacienda de San Angel, which is located on the World Showcase Lagoon. And this is right now my favorite restaurant within Epcot. I absolutely love it. I think the food is fantastic. Um, have you ever eaten there before or no? No, I've actually only ever had quick service in Mexico. So okay. I haven't tried them out. Yeah, so we're, yeah, my wife and I were really big fans. And the cool thing about this little trip I'm taking is we are actually seated by the window. So when the fireworks for illuminations goes off, we'll have a good view. Nice. Yeah, so, so first for our appetizers, of course, this is about food and drinks. Um, <laughs> for appetizers, we're ordering the queso fundido, which is melted cheese with chorizo, peppers, onions, with, and it comes with flour tortillas. And then we'll also be ordering the crema de elote, which is cream corn soup with spicy tortilla strips and Mexican sour cream. We are, my wife and I are just big fans of elote. I, I'm not sure if you've had it before, but oh, it's just so good. And then we're going to be ordering some drinks and we'll be, I'll be getting the Cafe de Oaxaca, which has mascal, vanilla ice cream, coffee, and agave nectar. So I'll have a little bit of coffee and dessert before Peace. I even have my meal. So, uh, And then my wife will probably get the Pina Loca, which also has mezcal, maracino, cherry liqueur, pineapple, fresh lime juice, mint cordial, and black ant salted rim. So we'll be having those as our drinks as we wait for our entree. And so we got this when we went on our last trip, and it, it's actually called La Hacienda. And so this serves two people, and it's actually $60, but it's, so, it, it's a lot of food. It is so worth it. You get grilled New York strip steak, pastor marinated organic chicken breast, chorizo served with vegetables, and esquites. And I can't remember what esquites are, but they're probably good because we probably ate them. <laughs> so yeah the la hacienda if you're going for two people it is so much food and it's just so good it sounds amazing yeah so then as soon as our plates are cleared we illuminations that's when it starts so if you if you weren't aware you can actually get a really good spot uh by the window if you're lucky to watch illuminations while you eat so this is i i don't know if a lot of people really know about that but it's it's a good place that if you're again if you get like a maybe like an eight o'clock reservation and you get super lucky maybe you get sat by the window so uh so yeah so then after illuminations we actually have dessert and we're going to be getting the empanada de manzana which is a puff pastry filled with sauteed caramel apples served with dolce de leche ice cream and caramel sauce yeah that awesome. yeah so <laughs> our meal there is phenomenal and everyone please check out la hacienda de san angel it's it's so good all right and then so after once we're finished with dinner we're actually going to head back over to the pyramid and go to la cava de tequila which is a tequila lounge so i'm not sure if you're a fan of tequila i've i've wasn't a big fan, but it's actually grown on me the past couple years, and I like it a lot more. Um, at least the higher-end tequilas, like some of them are really good. 
Um, but they have a very long and extensive tequila menu. They have over, I think, like 200 tequilas on their menu that you could choose from. And the, the bartenders can do a lot of cool little tricks. And they kind of perform a show if you order, like, certain drinks. It's, it's pretty cool. The lounge isn't too big, but it's, it's a nice place to kind of end your evening with the, the vibe of the outdoor market um, as the backdrop. So it's really neat. But, uh, but yeah, so then after that, we might do a little shopping. There's a couple other stores in there. La Princesa, Princesa de Cristal, which has a lot of glass-blown fig- uh, figures and crystal figurines. Pretty much, it comes in any kind of figurine you want. Like, there's Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, uh, Pooh. There's just really random things. But it, it's And you can actually watch a cast member uh, do blast glowing. Um, so, I don't know. Have you ever watched anyone do that before? No, I haven't. That would be cool. I didn't know that you did that. Yeah, it's super It's super neat. Um, it's So, yeah, the cast member there, he's, he's building figurines. And you see him kind of with a blowtorch meld. I don't know what you want to call it. Just blowing the glass, making into different figures. So, <laughs> yeah, it's super neat. And then the last store they have there is La Tienda Enchantada, which pretty much just has a lot of different jewelry and accessories. So once we're done with shopping, we're actually going to end the evening with a ride on the Grand Fiesta Tour, which with the three Caballeros. So I feel like that's a pretty good way to end the evening just by uh, a relaxing and maybe a romantic boat cruise, if you you believe it's romantic, which (laughs) I think it could be, so... Um, but yeah, so this is where I got a little creative. So when, when you said you were sleeping under a gazebo, I'm like, man, she, she really doesn't have any standards. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, so I was actually a little creative. So if you're familiar with, um, the, the whole Indar market, you'll actually see that there's a good amount of buildings in there that have two floors and with balconies. And I kind of see those as like apartments, so what I did is I kind of used my imagination and we actually rented an apartment uh, for the night above the entire market. So one of those apartments is where we'll be sleeping for the night. Oh, well, okay. heck, you didn't tell me I was allowed to imagine my own apartment there. You know, I, <laughs> that's why we interpreted the questions our own way. Um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So when <laughs> I, when I was. When I was kind of looking, uh, when I was doing a little bit of research on it, I was looking at photos and I saw some video. I'm like, you know what? Those look like apartments up there. And then that's kind of where I got the idea from. If I didn't notice that, I probably would have been like you. I would have been like, <laughs> I would have said like, oh, I want to go to the back of the py- pyramid and maybe sleep at the top of the pyramid or go to the pyramid on the outside and sleep at the very top and just climb. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. So that's that was my original idea. Um, but I was like, oh, no, those apartments look pretty cool. I bet I'd be nice and cozy in there. So nice. but uh, but yeah, so then after after like a good night's rest, we'll catch the earliest reservation at San Angel restaurant, which is actually the cool restaurant that's inside of the Playa Plaza de los Amigos. It's inside the pyramid there. Uh, and it has just a gorgeous backdrop. It has that other pyramid that's off in the background and. I think there's lava going out there. I can't remember exactly, um, but yeah, it's, I think the volcano does erupt. Yeah, that's what it is. I think, I think so. it, yeah. yeah, I think no wait. I don't know if it's a volcano. Maybe why am I? I don't think it's a volcano. I think it's another pyramid. Hmm. Maybe I, I don't know. Now I'm blanking. I don't know. I'm pretty Maybe sure it's either. another pyramid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Me. No, it's all good. Um, 
So yeah, so they don't have breakfast there either, so I'm gonna imagine that we slept really late till 11 a.m. because the restaurant actually opens up at 11.30. Um, and so we order the carnitas de porco, which is slowly braised pork carnitas served with roasted zucchini, rice, beans, and corn tortillas. And we'll also get tacos al pastor, which is pastor marinated grilled pork served with roasted pineapple, white onions, cilantro, and salsa verde accompanied by black beans, esquites, and corn tortillas. So that is my evening spent in the Mexico Pavilion, and pretty much I hit up everything that you could possibly do in the pavilion and pretty much stopped at all the places that you can get a food or beverage. <laughs> That's awesome. You really did hit it all. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, my so I also kind of interpreted it as like, okay, how can I fully showcase what this pavilion has and yeah. like how you could how you essentially could spend an evening in one pavilion if you mm -hmm. didn't if you didn't want to leave and you really want to do an all-encompassing immersion to one pavilion that's what you could do the whole night if you want to stuff your face with food and drinks i think you absolutely could so that's that's kind of how i took it um but yeah that was a lot of fun that was, that really was good. cool i like yeah. this topic this is fun <laughs> yeah so so I don't have any final thoughts, but do you have any final thoughts on the Mexico Pavilion? No, I think you hit it all. I really do like La Cava. I've been there a few times. Um, I'm starting to like tequila a little bit more, but I just think it's fascinating to watch the bartenders, like you said. Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, they do some neat stuff. Yeah. Um, and then my only other sleeping idea was I would just sleep on the boat ride and just keep going around and around and around. And around. <laughs> but I figured that probably wouldn't be too good either. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> just like hanging out with Donald all night. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, agree. Cool. But um, cool. So, all right. Well, that's those are our answered uh, answers. So now we actually reached out. Uh, we put out the question on Instagram. So again, if you're not following us on Instagram, Katie, where can we find you? Oh, you find me at Magically Mootsy. Yeah, and you can find us at Excess Press Podcast. And what we did, we actually put out on our Instagram stories. We actually posed the same question. Um, now. Now, we, we said that we would kind of shout your name out on the podcast, which we'll probably do for a couple because a, a few of you actually sent in some really cool ideas and cool stories. But we actually got way more responses than we anticipated. Yes. Um, so we're probably not going to read off all of them. But what, what we kind of did was we, we kind of took a ranking of how many people chose what pavilion. So we'll do from like a least popular to most popular. So like pavilions that no one really wanted to stay in overnight to pavilions that people really did want to stay in and then we'll 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 hear of, from a few of you listeners um and see what you had to say and what kind of answers so katie i'm gonna kind of hand it off to you because you have the, uh, the the good sheet in front of us and you kind of know everything so <laughs> yeah so um so starting from from the least popular, I want I want to hear I want to hear the rankings for all of the pavilions. So starting from the least popular, what do, what do we got? So out of a total of sixty responses, which was crazy. That's yeah, that so is responses. That sixty. Is, yeah, way more than I anticipated. So awesome! Thank you guys. Um, but after all sixty of you submitted a response, not a single person wanted to spend time in China, 
And I thought that was absolutely mind-blowing. I love the China Pavilion. I think it is so fun. I love watching the acrobats. Um, and, but yeah, not a amazing. single person. And I was really shocked. So I don't know if anyone wants to tell me why there's no love for China. I love China. Yeah, that's kind of surprising to me. Um, I, I feel like it could be like, I don't think it might also have to do with the restaurants because I don't think the yeah. restaurants in China are really that great. I don't hear anything. What is it called? Nine dragons. Nine dragons. Yeah. yeah I, I don't hear any once. love it was, for it. It was good, but it was pretty much your typical Chinese food. So... Yeah, I literally never hear anyone talk about how much they love yeah. Nine Dragons. And I feel like that could have been a big part of it. Um, Maybe. The shopping is really cool, though. I think the shopping is pretty compared to the awesome shopping in Japan. So that's kind of what was shocking to me. China also has one of my second favorite drink of the pavilion. Not that I drink around the world showcase. <laughs> a lot. Um, um, but China has this coffee bourbon drink. Chocolate bourbon something coffee. It's called the Tipsy Ducks in Love. And oh man... It is super chocolatey and super bourbony and iced and delicious. So China was higher up on my list personally, but I guess no one else wanted to. No so, love, yeah. No love for China. But very close second to last is, I'm not really shocked about this one, The American Adventure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only had one person say that they wanted American Adventure and you had one person as well. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was pretty funny. Our, our good friend of the show, Carter, he responded, um, "America," and he said, "I would I chose it because they have comfy seats to sleep in." So, <laughs> well, that's true, Carter. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> yep. I Megan responded saying that she um, she she would pick American Adventure because that's where the food comes from. So. Okay. All awesome. Right. The food in American. I don't think I've ever experienced any food in American Adventure. I usually walk right past it. I've only, I've only had the yeah the festival stand. Yeah, the, the, so. the barbecue stand is really good. Yeah. So that America had two votes and tied, I guess, with America is Canada. Also mm. not too shocking. Um, I also had one almost negative vote for Canada, <laughs> but it has a fun story. <laughs> so. Okay. A good friend of mine who I worked with on my college program at Disney back in 2014, Kristen, um, she actually extended her program after ours was finished and was actually a cast member with Agent P. The um, I don't honestly even remember Kim, what they did, but they Kim Possible or they was it Kim Possible something? Yeah, the the where you go that... around to the different pavilions and find Agent P. The little platypus guy. Yeah, the platypus. Yeah, they still have it. Yeah. yeah. They still have it. Okay, so she did that. Um, and when so when Epcot closes down, cast members have to do a sweep of the park to make sure that there's no um, guests hanging back and trying to, you know, be sneaky and be in the park afterwards. So she says that every time she had to clear, she hated clearing Canada. Um, she says Canada was so scary at night for some reason. <laughs> and there's a lot of places that people could hide in there. Um, which thinking about it, I guess that's really true. Cause I almost never explore Canada, but last trip I did cause we just needed a kind of chill little break, walk around somewhere without crowds. Um, and they do have quite a few walkways and really pretty water fountains um, they do, yeah. back there. So I could definitely see where she's coming from. <laughs> um, but other than that, I didn't have anyone really stand up for, uh, Canada. Okay. 
No, hey, that makes sense. I, there's not a, really a lot to do in there. It, I think it is a gorgeous pavilion, but mm-hmm. there's just there's not enough. The shops are not great, and I mean, I don't think people really want to see the show all that much. I mean, it's fine, but thankfully, mm-hmm. I think it is being updated. So yes, my mom loves the Canada movie too, but I don't know. <laughs> she likes all the movies. Yeah. Cool. So um, what's next? Next is Norway. We had three people. Oh man, Norway was the top of my list. Really? Tell yeah, me more. I love. I don't know. I'm just a big fan of it. I th- I love how the whole setup is. Just I love the stores walking through it. I'm a big fan of the trolls. Mm. I love the Stav Church. Um, I just I think it's gorgeous. And uh, the Frozen Ever After ride, I I wasn't sure if I was gonna love it. Uh, it's actually my my wife. She answered in and she chose Norway. It's just both of ours. It's it, to both of us. It's I don't know. It's just a really great pavilion. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's just a little magical, and I there just, you go. Yeah, I just kind of, I really like it a lot. So I'll have to give it more shot because honestly, Norway is one I typically skip. Oh, um, interesting. The bakery okay. is really good. They do have some really great bakery items. Um, but yeah, the frozen ride is very cute. Well done. Um, but yeah, Norway is not too high on my list. It's probably one of the lower ones. All right. Um, but then tied for Norway, and this actually really shocked me as well. Germany only has three. Ooh, yeah, that was at the top of mine as well. Yeah, um, so Germany was high up for me too. I love eating in the beer garden. Um, I think it's the shops are so fun. The caramel kitchen is good. One of my best friends I worked with, or who I um, met during my program, is from Germany, and so I, she met. She worked in the German pavilion, um, and so I think I, I have a really strong tie to it. Plus, I have a German heritage as well. Um, which is what some people, uh, were, a lot of people, a couple people who did say Germany, um, they mentioned the history, the heritage, um, and then one person, Gina, even says there's just something extra magical about it. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, it holds my favorite snack. I, I don't think I need to keep mentioning it. <laughs> but um, the, the caramel apple cookie, just one more shout Yay. out. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. But after... Germany, we start getting a lot more votes. So tied next, um, we have actually Japan and Mexico. Okay. Um, so Japan, a lot of people were talking about how the beautiful architecture, the huge shopping, of course, all of the fun snacks that you can get in the oh, shopping. So as many well. fun snacks. Oh my. So many cool so snacks. Many. Oh man. That's what um, I love about it. There's like just I look at all the snacks and I'm like I literally want everything. I want I know. this one. I can I can never choose. I feel like I always walk out of there with nothing because I can't choose one. <laughs> that was one of my reasoning why I wanted to stay in Japan. I'm like, wow, I would have all night to eat all of the snacks. <laughs> yeah, and it's just crazy. Yeah, crazy snacks. Yeah, um, but the architecture it's beautiful, gorgeous. All of the plants. Um, one person, Olivia, she even says that she would stay there and make her bed out of stuffed Hello Kitty plushes. So I thought that was fun. I mean, okay. they, they do have a lot of <laughs> that's really funny actually. There and Hello Kitty. I'm just imagining. I'm just. So. I'm just imagining someone just stacking up the Hello Kitty pillow. Hello yeah. Kitty pillows. And I can and really see Olivia doing this too. So. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So fun. But yeah, so tied with Japan is then Mexico. Um, again, everyone pretty much pretty much mentioned food, drinks, margs, chips and guac. Um, yeah. Really fun. Off, uh, uh, blah, sorry. Aesthetic. Um, and then you could just party all night in there. Yeah. I honestly, so. I honestly thought Mexico was going to be at the lower uh, side for really? some reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was. I just feel like people have uh, – maybe it's just my perception, but – 
I feel like a lot of people have a weird distaste for Mexico because of the congestion that happens in that yeah. pavilion. To, to me, that's one of the things I hate about it the most is just it just gets so crowded, especially mm-hmm. when Mariachi Cobra does perform. It just there's a it creates a real bottleneck in there. So I don't yeah. know. I, I guess that's my perception, but I just I figured it was going to be way lower. So I'm actually kind of surprised that it's it, it was in the mid range. Yeah, it was pretty much right in the middle there. Um yeah, so both Mexico and Japan had six people respond. Um, closely after that, then, is Morocco um, coming right in the middle there. Um, so people were saying it's beautiful, unique. Um, the back alleys are beautiful. I think I was talking about how that's my favorite photo spot back there. Yep. Um, and actually, so Shannon over, um, she was saying that... Morocco is actually as authentic authentic as it gets. So fun fact, the country Morocco brought architects and designers over and then hand laid all of the beautiful tile. And it's the only pavilion with that kind of touch. So I didn't know that. You, you want to know another fun fact? Yes. If you look at Morocco from across, like say you're in like China or you're, you're just across the lagoon. If you look at Morocco, you're also going to see the Hollywood Tower Hotel way off in the background and it's yeah. the it's the back of the hotel they painted it in a way that when you're looking at morocco the hotel just blends right into the pavilion so when um so when you look at it it just it seems like it's a part of morocco um it's just crazy that they thought of that and the the imagineers are just geniuses so it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty neat i had heard that but i actually have never actually looked to see for myself if I could tell the difference because um, I mean it really does just blend right in you don't think anything of it and you no. also I don't think you realize that you're that close to Hollywood Studios no yeah so you wouldn't you're think because yeah. you're immersed in the world showcase so yeah um, another valid response from Morocco was just Aladdin so yes, <laughs> Emma, that was from Emma I can't fight you there because Aladdin is extremely valid can you, can you meet Al- uh, Aladdin and yeah. Jasmine there you can yeah Okay. At least you used to be able to. I know I've met Jasmine there recently, um, but I I've met both of them back there before. They're kind of tucked away back in the back. I mean, Morocco. I feel like I always get lost in because there's so many back alleys and little like their shops are kind of all intertwined back there. Um, But yeah, there is a place um, kind of behind the restaurant there. I think that you can meet Jasmine for sure. Sounds good. And I'm assuming Aladdin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what else we All got? right. Moving right along. So then we jump up to our front runners here. Um, so then the next two are tied with 10 votes each is France and UK. So. All right. Yeah, there we go. So sorry. I lost my place. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for the UK. We had things like a bunch of people were saying how they love the open space. It's so quaint, cute, and cozy, comfortable. The gardens are beautiful. There's something extra magical about it. It's very homey. I had a lot of um, my Europe friends uh, submit that they would stay in the UK just because it feels like home. Um, other people were saying they wish they could go there in real life because, and so kind of like my response to France, yeah. they want to go to the UK because that's the closest they're going to get right now. I'm super which, excited because I'm actually going to London in two weeks and it's my first time. <gasps> yeah. So oh, yeah. I yeah. And I actually, I, so fun. yeah, I love the United Kingdom. Uh, it's, I think it's a great pavilion. It's gorgeous. I loved walking around through it because I actually really did explore it 
fully the last vacation I went, and I was like, wow, this is such a phenomenal pavilion. And apparently the Rose and Crown does have, like, an authentic pub vibe, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I had, um, so two girls, uh, I actually work with them, um, from Erie and Enchanting Design, Lauren and Lizzie. Their response was pretty cute. Um, they want to stay in the UK. They're going to wait at Rose and Crown and wait for beautiful British men to whisk them away on a Disney fairy tale. <laughs> um, and <laughs> also they would eat the sticky toffee pudding at Rose and Crown. So, okay. yeah, that sounds about right for Lauren and Lizzie. <laughs> cool. um, so that's really fun. Yeah, everything is just feel a lot of people were saying oh it feels like home it's just so comforting um and i get it yeah i like that and i do really like the band that plays there the british invasion that plays at night they are i don't think i've ever heard them good yeah they're kind of tucked away i mean you can hear them for everywhere because they're a rock band (laughs) um but yeah they're kind of back where you know where Pooh used to meet Kind of back by the shops and the kind of tucked yeah, away where Mary Poppins meets. Yeah, I think it's closed off where Pooh used to be. I, yeah. yeah. Well, Maybe. there's a little gazebo area in that garden. Oh, okay. And they Maybe literally play different. on the gazebo. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the British Invasion, they're really good. So that's UK. Um, yeah. Let's see. Next is France. So pretty much everything I said earlier Um so France had a lot of votes, but not a whole lot of people were too detailed of, as to why. Um, okay. Lots of people saying, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, I love the food. I love the desserts, uh, sweets all night long, uh, the fountain, kind of the main points of it. Um, someone shouted out Monsieur Paul. So not really many details about why France was so high up, but a lot of people did say France as their favorite. So. All right. Did you have anyone fun say anything about France? Uh, Nope, not about France. I just had a couple votes. That was actually another one that writer of the podcast, Dave Mello, he 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 voted for France, and my wife also said France as well as Norway. So yeah, cool. Yeah, actually, France has those really really fun street performers where they like they balance on chairs and stuff have you watched them before yeah i've seen some videos of them yeah yeah they're they're really neat we actually just were walking by france last time we were there and they started their performance and we stayed the entire time they were they were a lot of fun to watch because it's just like this like chunky fat guy in like a chef suit just blowing on a whistle the entire time oh, that's that's all he's doing he's just blowing on a whistle in like funny ways and then this other guy, I don't think he spoke at all, but he's the one that's like climbing on chairs and balancing them. It's it's ridiculous. It's really oh, cool. Man. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. And then our winner, most popular, so 11 votes total. So really close between um, France and UK. But our winner is Italy. Yeah. No surprise there. Really? At least to me, yeah. I thought that was uh, going to win, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I... I don't skip Italy, but it never really stood out to me. So I think I definitely need to go back in and really take time to experience it. Um, but I had a lot of really fun comments. And honestly, Italy speaks to me because there's so much wine and cheese and mm-hmm. pizza. I yeah. mean, what's what can how you how can you go wrong? Wine, cheese, pizza. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of people shouted out via Napoli. Um, it's just extra magical at night, which I agree. I definitely think the lighting is really beautiful back there. Um, they have the wine cellar, uh, delicious cheeses and cured meats. Um, we had one person, Matt. Um, he says that he would 
stay in Italy so that he could have some wine and then f- go floating in a gondola. And <laughs> I like it. I don't know if there's any gondolas there or easy to get to, but go for it. Find a gondola and just go floating around that. I love it. <laughs> Very fun. But yeah, everyone pretty much is calling out um, the food, the wine, and the wine, and then some more mi- wine. Sweet. So, I love it. <laughs> Sounds good. Nice. Yeah. So that yeah, that was it. That was the that was the winner, right? Yeah, Italy was first. Okay. Came in with eleven votes total. All right. So as we're we're kind of winding down here, um, we I know there were a couple of responses you did want to read, correct? Uh, yeah, I kind of like put them in. Um, oh, did you okay. throughout the throughout the rundown here? Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, just with you know the the fun fact with Morocco, how they brought in architects from morocco i think that was really fun um and then just the history with germany all of that fun stuff and my fun canada story it's scary so i think i I really appreciated the people who actually told me the stories you know i feel like i love getting to know the listeners and my my friends on instagram i love getting to know their stories their background so anytime that someone really makes that connection and tries to really put some thought into it it just it's wonderful i love it no, definitely. And I, I feel like we, we are going to be doing more kind of episodes like this in the future when there aren't any cast member interviews to do, which right now there's there's none in sight. So uh, we'll have to keep coming up with cool ideas and bring these out to you because I, I want to keep doing these Wednesday episodes. So we want to get you guys involved and we want to get your answers. So maybe if you guys have like a cool idea that you would want to hear on the show, have, have Katie and I discuss reach out we would we would love to maybe do something i mean i'm you guys are smarter than we are and you guys are are clever and i'm sure you guys can come up with some cool ideas that we can discuss yeah for sure i would love to hear them yeah definitely but uh all right well that's gonna wrap up this week's episode so katie where can we find you you guys can come find me on instagram my name is magically mootsy All right, and you can also follow us on social media anywhere on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Excess Press Podcast. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much. However you listen to podcasts, we have a lot. And if you can, please leave us a a review over on iTunes. It'll really help out the podcast. Write out like a few sentences and just let us know what you think of the show. And then if you you haven't gone over to accesspresspodcast.com recently, we actually do. We're, we're still posting articles. Right after this, I'm about to post another article about the NBA experience. Dave uh, Dave Mello actually wrote that one up for, for us, and they actually announced when the NBA experience is opening. So we'll talk about it on this upcoming Sunday show. But if you want to know more about it, you could uh, go out uh, and check the website right now. And of course, if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show for an, an interview, uh, just reach out. You can actually shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com and uh, you can hit me up over there and we'll, we'll get you on the show. But all right, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and Katie from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.